Hey, this is Amber. I have a quick programming note before today's episode. Last summer, I did a Bible study with the co-authors of my book, In God's Orchard. Two weeks ago, you may remember, I mentioned the episode Attainable Joy was inspired by Rhoda Woolley, who contributed to that book. Today's episode is inspired by the chapter on kindness written by Molly Scherer. Hello and welcome to Little Things with Amber L.B. Swenson. Today's episode is called Something to Give. We're going to talk about one thing that all of us can give that can absolutely transform our relationships. But first, let me tell you a little bit about me. I have been writing and teaching Bible studies for the past 15 years. I've worked with women, youth, Sunday school, I've been blogging for Time of Grace since 2017. I've written two books for them. Really what you need to know is that I love the Lord and I love the Word of God. And I find that the deeper I go into the Word of God, the more astounded I am that He loves us and that He notices us and that He cares so deeply about our lives. And my role is really to get people into the Word and to show them how awesome it is and to really get them to a place that they want to know and love God more. That's kind of my mission in life in a nutshell. And what is that one thing? Kindness. We're gonna use quotes and we're gonna go into the word and see if we can't be motivated to just be a little bit more kind. So the first quote I have for you is from Amelia Earhart, and it says, A single act of kindness throws out roots in all directions, and the roots spring up and make new trees. I think if you want to see that absolutely come to fruition, you go to the book of the Bible, and you read the book of Ruth. Because in that book, we see how um, Naomi and her husband have moved to the um, country of Moab during a famine, and Naomi's husband and her two sons die. And Naomi decides after the famine is over, she's going to go back to Israel. And so her daughter-in-law, Ruth, came with her. And Ruth um, says to her mother-in-law, you know, I'm going to go glean in the fields, and that means to go pick up after the harvesters so that um, they could have food. And so Ruth goes to a field that just so happens, wink, wink, to belong to Boaz, one of Naomi's relatives, close relatives. And you see this kindness unfold between the two of them. And um, as you do, you see one act sort of follows the other and spurs the other one on. So this is what it says. Um, So uh, just one more tidbit of background. So Ruth is in the field. She's picking up, she's gleaning, and Boaz comes to the field and asked, um, you know, who that person was. And the overseer says, oh, that's, that's Ruth the Moabitess, and she, she's been working hard all day. And then we read, so Boaz said to Ruth, my daughter, listen to me. Don't go and glean in another field, and don't go away from here. Stay here with the women who work for me. Watch the field where the men are harvesting and follow along with the other women. I have told the men not to lay a hand on you. 
and wherever you are th- whenever you are thirsty, go and get a drink from the water jars the men have filled. At this, she bowed down with her face to the ground. She asked him, Why have I found such favor in your eyes that you notice me, a foreigner? Boaz replied, I've been told about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, how you left your father and mother and homeland and came to live with a people you did not know before. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. May I continue to find favor in your eyes, my Lord, she said. You have put me at ease by speaking kindly to your servant, though I do not have the standing of one of your servants. If we were to read on, we would see that Boaz not only provided shelter for her and safety in his field and water refreshment. Um, When lunch came, he shared his food with her. And then he told the other harvesters to actually take grain out of the bundles and leave it for her to pick up so that she would have a huge harvest herself for the day when she went back to her mother-in-law. That's kindness. Boaz noticed the kindness of Ruth in leaving her homeland to care for her mother-in-law, and in turn, he was exceedingly kind to her. Now, maybe you won't run into a widow today, or you won't um, have a field to offer to anyone. How can you be kind? You know, kindness really is pervasive. It is something you um, can have in every single one of your um, conversations throughout the day. It can be in the way that you do things. And um, it's the tone of your voice. It's the words that you choose. It's overlooking an offense. I just recently had a conversation, an email exchange with a friend, very, very good friend of mine. And um, she had asked me a question and I answered it. And after I answered it, I started thinking, oh no, she might take it to mean this or this. And so I sent one email and I was like, oh, I didn't mean this. And then I sent another email and I said, I feel like I'm I'm digging a bigger hole, but I just want to make sure that you understand I didn't mean this. And she wrote back the kindest response. She said, Amber, neither of these things even occurred to me. You're good. Like, I, I love you. I love your family. I would never think what you thought I was thinking. And that kind and gracious response just solidified the friendship. Um, kindness has just a beautiful way of overlooking an offense, like I said, or um, smoothing a relationship. There's a, um, a meme that is on the, uh, it says it's from Ractivist, and it says, being kind is giving, even when it seems like you have nothing to give. No matter how poor you are, <laughs> no matter how horrid the situation you were in at the time, you can always choose to be kind. And you know, I have noticed this more than once. I have gone to uh, wakes, you know, after somebody has died and the family has comforted me. I have been with people who are very sick 
who have been exceedingly kind, even though they are in really, really difficult circumstances. I have been with people of very high standing who have been so unbelievably kind that I, I, I know I don't deserve their attention or their advice or anything else. And I've been with people of very low standing who have been so incredibly kind. So it, it doesn't matter what your position in life is. When you choose to be kind in your interactions, it'll be very, very noticeable. There's a meme that says, choose being kind over being right and you'll be right every time. If you look at Jesus in the account when the rich young man came to him and said, what must I do to be saved? And Jesus said, well, you know the commandments. And the young man said, well, yeah, but I've kept all of those since I was young. And we're told that Jesus looked at the young man and loved him. He could have taken issue with that. Jesus, more than anyone, (laughs) anyone knew exactly what was in this man's heart. He could have said to him, oh, man, you have sinned 30 times against that com- the commandments just in the last week, and I can point out every single incident, incident where it happened. Jesus didn't worry about being right. He chose to love and be kind. He invited the young man to follow him. When kindness is part of uh, the fabric of our lives, when it is the way that we respond Even when people come to us grumpy, rude, obnoxious, overwhelming, um, when we respond in kindness, people are going to notice. So where do you get this kindness? If you are (laughs) sarcastic like I am, and I find it hilarious, um, but if you know anything about sarcasm, It usually comes off as short and curt and rude. And um, like I said, I find it funny, but it's it's almost the opposite of kindness. So if, if sarcasm is my native language, how am I going to get more kindness in my interactions? Well, kindness is a fruit of the Spirit. So it is like all the other fruits of the Spirit. If you want it in your life, you need to plug into the source. God is the source of love and kindness. And if you want more of it, first of all, plug into plug into God, spend time with God in prayer, spend time with God in the Bible, and then make a deliberate effort. Think before you talk. James said everyone should be slow to speak, quick to listen, slow to speak. It's a matter of taking a few seconds before responding. Wait a little bit before sending an email. Don't respond immediately when someone sends you a very um, divisive or argumentative email. Walk away from a conversation on Facebook Sometimes being silent is the best form of being kind. Just walk away. You don't need to respond to anything anyone writes on on Facebook or on any social media of any kind. 
You don't have to wage war and you don't have to put your flag in the sand like this is my ground and you can't go on it. Listen, wars aren't won that way on Facebook. They really aren't. The battle is won as we show kindness to a world that is mostly hurting. And as they see our kindness, the world is going to be more ready to listen to us. Look at Jesus and the way he went about his ministry. Yes, there were the times that he went to the temple and he overturned the tables. But by and large, he was kind in his interactions with lepers, with people who were hurting, with the downtrodden, with the spiritually sick, with people stuck in sins. Look at the woman who was brought to Jesus by the Pharisees and pushed in front of Jesus and they said, we have caught this woman in the act of adultery. There that woman was standing in the middle of all these men. And what they wanted Jesus to do is shame the woman. And what did Jesus do? He said, well, whoever is without sin, you throw the first stone. Kindness. Kindness is what opens doors. Kindness is what heals relationships. Kindness is what soothes a hurting soul. You don't think you have anything to give the world? You absolutely do. We all have something to give. Kindness. This has been Little Things, because in God's kingdom, the little things are the big things. Don't forget to like and share this message with your friends, and please remember to pray for us at Time of Grace. If you have a chance and if you're able, we would love to receive your financial donations so that we can continue to share messages like this with many more people.